0: It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: With what is happening down at the state house, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation, and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence, take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with as producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday, producer Steve.
2: Thursday, May 11th it is.
1: That it is, and uh, I'm still doing my Lauren Bacall imitation.
2: So far, it's better than yesterday, so I've got my fingers
1: crossed. We have our fingers crossed, yes. When I emceed the event down in Pueblo at the Center for American Values last night with the um, Medal of Honor, the unveiling of David Bellavia's portrait, and it was pretty amazing. And I walked in, I said, can we work with this voice? Is this going to be Okay they said yeah it's okay and so we went forward but what a great day it is it is a brad beck thursday
3: well happy pre-invasion day i mean it's uh <laughs> no longer a sovereign company a country uh, oh from what i'm reading gosh. i mean you know we're gonna have ten thousand new neighbors so every day imagine that
1: i'm it, just thinking um and how are they going to eat and where are they going to live and where they're going to work and what's a, that going to be at a city near you at a city near you yeah and, and actually uh, we had Mark Kikorian on yesterday with the Center for Immigration Studies and he said there's many people that are coming here he said to be dishwashers landscapers you know better life uh, somebody one of our our um, listeners texted me and said how many, uh, how many um, dishwashers and landscapers can we have but there are nefarious people there as well and that's why I'm so concerned Brad what happened down at the State House during this legislative session regarding our Second Amendment and uh, taking away the right, which is in, is in the Bill of Rights, that we can uh, care, um, carry firearms to protect ourselves and our families. So this we got to connect these dots. The Democrat activists that have taken over the Democrat Party are creating the, the public policy for this invasion from the South. And meanwhile, they're trying to disarm people from protecting somebody if somebody comes to your door and tries to come in.
3: Well, we have a humanitarian crisis, no doubt. And this, whether it's planned or not, uh, needs to be addressed. And I remember going to Congress, doing some uh, advocacy for the industry that I'm in. And we talked about immigration 10 years ago, and nothing happened. And so when you go back there, this is something that they just ignore. It's because a bipartisan. Can, nothing happened. Absolutely. There was a program a while back by Helen Grebel called the Red Card Solution. Could have worked where somebody remained in their country, did a verification and paid a fee to come here, got a number, came to the border. A person was matched up with their job. But the people in Congress didn't want to do anything because it was not comprehensive. It only solved one item, one thing, workers, which we all need. We need people who are dedicated to a certain industry that can do the job. There's not enough people in America to do everything. And there's a lot of people that aren't doing anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've incentivized those people to stay at home and play video games or stay in their parents' basements. Uh, When you and I grew up, we worked. You know, there was no sitting around and waiting for a handout they, right. you know if you wanted something gas for your car mm-hmm. uh, your parents said hey go out and work for it and when you were in school you were expected to work not any longer it just seems like we're in a totally different world and i remember a former president saying we're going to fundamentally change america and they've succeeded yes steve
2: well first of all I apologize for laughing a little while ago, but Brad's <laughs> sense of humor caught me totally off guard. You know, happy pre-invasion days. Like, wow.
1: Yeah. It's not funny, but it's no, funny. It's, yeah. it's
2: not. But you know, again, the quirkiness of his sense of humor, <laughs> you know, I was thinking driving in and listening to, you know, what today is going to bring and the next couple of days. I still cannot figure out Mexico. They have to be the great enabler in all this. You know, these people these hordes are coming to their other borders first before they get to the american Mexican border how is this happening how are they making it happening why aren't the Mexican people up
1: in arms just
2: for the cost of it all
1: well that's a really good question uh, you've got to think about these people walking completely across a country uh, how are they eating are, are they going out and foraging and buying things from from those on the on the um, and the communities they're going through probably well, not
3: what i've read and and some of the things i've seen on various news channels they are being enabled by ngos right. here in this country uh-huh. and being fed being told what to do what to say and so it's not as a uh, a treacherous track as it once was right. i'm sure you know, from a humanitarian standpoint, my heart goes out to these people because they're just trying to get a better life. But there's a way to do it. Right. And we're a nation of laws. And a lot of these countries that are coming from Ecuador, Venezuela, Cuba. They live in a totalitarian regime. And what we have to do is figure out a way to go to those countries and say, hey, straighten up, because that's why they're coming. They're they're being uh, taken advantage of. There's no opportunity. Uh, but those countries problem.
1: don't care, Brad. True. Because in essence, those that are coming across the border, it's either going to be people that, that want to hurt us, or there are people that are coming here that uh, are uneducated at the bottom of their economic ladder, and they're more than happy to get I, – I, I know that sounds um, crass, but this this is really what it is. They're more than happy to get rid of them. Well, well the more elite than, aren't coming here. No. Um,
3: the, the elite uh, are staying where they are and, and benefiting – from a system that's not burdened as much as it once was. And so you have to ask yourself, okay, they're not taking care of the people there, and they expect the Americans to pay for this. We have to address that in Congress, and they need to do it quicker than they are now. I think most of Congress needs to be replaced now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just not doing their jobs. Protecting the border, the sovereignty of this nation, or once was the sovereignty of this nation, is no longer. You cannot go to any major city in this country and i travel quite a bit for business and feel safe especially in the evening it's just it's los angeles san francisco even here in denver right it is uh, you better be walking with somebody or several people and even then you don't know
1: and you may hope that one of those uh, one of them us whatever might be carrying a firearm
3: well usually uh, i'm in that company yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's a good company to be with unfortunately Unfortunately, And uh, that's one of the things with government is uh, to one of the things that the federal government is supposed to do is to protect our borders, to protect our safety. I need to pull out my constitution again here. But, um, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it either pre-invasion pre-inva- day. <laughs> Steve, you look like you want to say something well, else.
2: Brad's answer about NGOs, that that's got to be. A huge percentage of it. How many videos have we seen of these people coming across Mexico and everyone has a brand new pair of sneakers or everyone's wearing the same T-shirt? How does that happen?
1: And and the food, again, uh, how are they being fed coming across Mexico? So, yes, and it, unfortunately, it is a number of non-governmental organizations. And what these are are nonprofits. I'm putting that into air quotes because this is a whole other system that we've uncovered. So we have these nonprofits that are active, politically active or agenda active. and peop- and, and big elites can make contributions to these NGOs that are – pushing this particular agenda, and they get a tax write-off. So our young people that are being taught in school that, oh, those, those rich fat cats, they need to pay their fair share, many of these fat cat elites, particularly on the left, are getting tax write-offs to come in and then fund these things that are undercutting the American idea and Americans, Brad.
3: Well, what's interesting to me, and I've always pushed back on it, is a nonprofit has to make a profit. They make a profit. They just so don't they pay can, taxes. Exactly. It's an IRS, uh, you know. It's a, it's a scam. It's, it's a total scam. And one of the things that I really, uh, we need to help our young people understand is making a profit is good. Capitalism is good. I just saw, you know, read last week the teacher's union here in Colorado. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, we're talking about how capitalism is evil. Well, if it's evil, then let's put our, our mill levies in a, uh, an account. Like an escrow account, and put it there until they change oh, their attitude. I like that. So you're still paying taxes. But it doesn't go to the teachers because via the the, the schools. And let them see how long it takes before they're out of money. The teachers union. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, they Mm -hmm. they run things and anybody whose eyes are closed, uh, you know, has to open them up and see that's where the power is in the state of Colorado and in this country is the teachers union. And we saw through the Wuhan virus experience, their power. Randy Weingarten and her uh, lack of humility when she was uh, in front of Congress, tested Justifying, mm-hmm. acting like it was, you know, this was all news to her when she was part of the whole cabal that was there right. creating this fear. And, you know, you looked at Sweden and go, wait a minute, the whole world's crazy and Sweden's open.
1: Now, are they immune? It's amazing. Well, I thought it was such a smart COVID virus, though. That I, it was so amazing how it got to a point where it could tell if you were sitting down in a restaurant right. without a mask or walking into a restaurant with one. I, I tell you, it was brilliant.
3: I don't know how many times I was at an airport and somebody would say, you got to put your mask on. I said, I have it on. It's just on my pocket, mm-hmm. you know, inside my pants mm-hmm. or, you know, in my jacket. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And there's still people walking around with mm-hmm. masks all the time. The elderly, I get it. You know, they are more susceptible mm-hmm. to some things. But a young person walking around, I just saw somebody walking the other day in my neighborhood with a mask. I'm like, wow. Outside? Outside. I know. <laughs> I know. Or driving a car by themselves. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. And that was such an interesting time. I mean, I remember I went into a bookstore. And they said, do you have a mask? And I said, yes. And they said, well, put it on. I said, I'm not going to. And they said, Well, we have one for you then that, that we'll give to you. And I'm like, I just turned around and walked out. Yeah. I haven't purchased another book from that com- that company.
3: I just show them the Constitution and keep walking yeah. until they say, You got to leave. And then you leave. Yeah. And like you say, you know, you just don't uh, go back to that place anymore right. because that's their mentality. Right. You know, we'll listen from our overlords.
1: Yeah. It, it's been <laughs> such an interesting thing. And, and they don't want to give up. Uh, let's get over here. Two things. Quote for the day. Is Benjamin Franklin and Scott Powell is in our uh, our featured guest in our second segment. Brad Beck is our featured guest in our our, our first hour, and, and Scott's in our second hour. And you know we're going to and he w- had been with the Hoover Institute. He's with um, Discovery Institute now. And he said, "Let's talk about freedom of thought and uh, competition of ideas." So if you can stay for the second hour, this to. is right down in your alley. Sure. Benjamin Franklin said this. He said, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. Benjamin Franklin, one of our founders, signed the declaration.
3: Yeah. And wisdom comes from your creator, whether you believe in God or not. And it all comes, it says so in our, our founding documents. So wisdom is different than knowledge. Yes, and I think we need more wisdom.
1: We need more wisdom, and that's for sure. And that's what's gone, what's happened now is in seeking knowledge in public education, uh, we've lost any wisdom there. But instead of knowledge, it's become indoctrination, and that's why we're so concerned about it. Steve, you said tonight the Nuggets might be able to uh, put it away and, and move on. Correct?
2: Yep, they're ahead three-two in the series, and tonight could be the night. And if needed, they'll wrap it up in on
1: Sunday. So, of course, a place to watch all those games is Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. They have specials Monday through Friday uh, for lunch and for happy hour. And it's a good place to get together with friends. Kurt Gerwitz, our friend from Liberty Toastmasters, he and I meet there once a quarter uh, for lunch. But uh, they're great sponsors of the show. Brad, I know you know the story. about. It's an important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And that was back in 2000. before all this started and I actually had mentioned yesterday I was looking at a news article that uh, they'd written about me when I was on city council that I sometimes voted no and uh, I guess that's going to be a whole nother discussion that we can talk about is this unanimous decision making on these city councils and Dr. Cog and that then this decision stays here we're united as we go out to the public to talk about it that's a bunch of nonsense we are supposed to be in a battle of ideas, which I think is probably what, what we'll talk about here in in just a moment. But anyway, in the article, I had quoted, this was 2015, and again, I think that's when the whole uh, thing happened with Hooters, regarding government, trying to pick winners and losers, and to take away property rights, to take away the opportunity for people to compete in the, in the free market. And I said, we have to be concerned about what's happening in our country. And I voted no on the uh, federal money for the Southeast Light Rail Extension because I I, I I did not believe that people from outside of Colorado should pay for that or our children. And I said, we're at $15 trillion in debt. And at that time, look where we are now.
3: Wish we were still at $15 trillion. <laughs> I know it. And, you know, it's funny about your story, and I, I always laugh because I remember going back years ago when I – before I moved to Colorado, and I was covering uh, the Colorado area in Denver, in particular, in business, there used to be a Hooters off of Colorado Boulevard, and used to go there and take customers out for lunch and so mm-hmm. forth. And I remember a late afternoon after my customer had closed, he said, "Come on, let's go to Hooters," and we did. He and I and his girlfriend we sat outside in their little overhang mm-hmm. area, and had he bought. Because I had always bought, he said, "I'm buying this time." And he bought. I think at that time they had 100 wings and a bottle of Dom Perignon. And we sat out there. It was a beautiful you had day. That? Oh my god! <laughs> and it was the craziest thing. And I remember there. And I wish they were still open there because it was a great location. Uh, yeah. But I love Hooters. so great wings, and yeah. you know they're they're very comfortable to be in. And yeah. you know the as a. Uh, place to have fun and hang out and yeah you know
1: it is watch the world go by it, it really is and so anyway it's an interesting story you can find that at my website and uh, the show comes to you because i have so many great sponsors and of course one of them is liberty toastmasters which i, I love having as uh, sponsors of the show and you're a co-founder of that and we'll talk more about that but one of those great sponsors is the roger mangan state farm insurance team and roger the it's it's just so impressive the the way he runs his business he's been doing it for 47 years and it's like a well-oiled machine and he's done this he's served his customers and provided for his family given back to his communities of westminster and centennial or, excuse me of centennial littleton highlands ranch inglewood greenwood village as well as castle rock and so for all of your insurance needs reach out to the roger mangan state farm insurance team at 303-795-8855 like a good neighbor the roger mangan insurance team is there
4: so I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this. I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangan now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855. <laughs>
5: It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com.
6: Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson dot
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And in studio with me is Brad Beck. Uh, He is one of the co-founders of Liberty Toastmasters. And Brad, I was down at the Center for uh, American Values last night for this Medal of Honor uh, reception. Uh, David Bellavia is an iraq uh, iraqi war veteran and he received he was awarded the medal of honor for actions he took in november of 2004 he saved his unit and the medal of honor is awarded to those that have saved lives now, in in that many times the the lives of the bad guys are lost but it it's a really magical place the center for american values And they do a variety of things. One of the things is these portraits of valor. They have these portraits of over 160 of our Medal of Honor recipients with these quotes underneath. And I would highly recommend, I know a number of our listeners are starting to go down there. They're open five days a week to just go and spend time because we need to understand this inspiration. But David Bellavia, he's from Buffalo, New York. He He has his own radio show there as well. And uh, I was just so impressed. He understands where we are in America, but he has such hope and he, he has such a sense of humor. He says that we, we look at the younger generation and we think, will they step up? And he said, but, but the baby boomers, that generation looked at us. We were sitting on our couch, you know, playing, uh, I don't know what it was, you know,
7: Pong. PlayStation 1.
1: <laughs> and he, they were looking at us saying, what, you know, what's, what's going to happen? And he says, we stepped up. And so it, it's just a really great place. They're going to be putting these videos out for educators, home educators. They have all these programs, but focused on honor, integrity, and patriotism. And it is a special place with a special mission of, of what we need to do right now. And Brad, as I was thinking about it, you being in the studio, because you and I talk a lot. And in and, and Liberty Toastmasters, my gosh, everybody, first of all, you have to arm yourself. For this battle of ideas that we're in. And Liberty Toastmasters is a great place to do it. And I know well meaning people d- decide, hey, I want to do something. But if you can't communicate your ideas well, it's not going to matter. And so Liberty Toastmasters is a, is a place to do that. But then with Drew Dix, who took action, it, it, that's the other thing. These Medal of Honor recipients, they took action. David Bellavia took action. Drew Dix took, that, took action. They saved lives. We have to take action, and I, I made the statement that the Calvary's not coming. However, then many of our listeners said the Calvary with a little C isn't. But as Christians, the Calvary, uh, Calvary with a capital C Calvary uh, is. And, but you alluded to this as well, is that, that we, we need to look to our Creator, and then we need to have courage to engage in this battle of ideas, and it's going to be guerrilla warfare. It's each of us, one-on-one, talking with people around us, and that's why Liberty Toastmasters is so important. Well, there's so much there to
3: unpack, Kim, and one of the things that uh, my wife and I are investing in is listening to Jordan Peterson and his uh, Exodus series on uh, Daily Wire, and it's two hours, and there's 17 episodes, and it's fabulous because it's a discussion, And it's a discussion about where Western civilization came from, about the ideas of what the Hebrew people were going through uh, during their time in Egypt Mm -hmm. and under slavery. And it's amazing to me that so many people did stand up. And yet during that time, there was, they, they were all looking for leadership. And of course, Moses was there as the story goes. And, you know, we're all looking for that leader, and I would contend the leader is us. We, we have the to people. Take, We, the people, have to step up. And so these Medal of Honor recipients who are, you know, they didn't know what they were going to do. They didn't pre-plan it. It just was an opportunity happened, and they took it. They took action. They went forward. They faced the fear and still went forward. That's an amazing thing. And we should honor those folks, as you've mentioned, and you were down mm-hmm. there as the MC. But more importantly... Start thinking about what would you do if you had a situation, whether it's in a school or a city, as I'm facing in my town, who's going to stand up? Mm -hmm. And if it's the old story, if it's not me, who? Right. And if it's not now, when? We have to take that personal responsibility. That's part of citizenship. And if nothing else, you have to look around and say, okay, I'll take the slings and arrows. I'll take the hit. But it's a moral thing. It's an ethical thing. To it do. is. And we need to do more of that. And so quit looking for leaders in Washington who are at the state capitol. Right. Look within yourself, your community, and say, what the heck can I do to make a difference? Because like you and all the listeners out there, we're frustrated. Mm-hmm. We are frustrated and tired and Be told, you know, how we should live our lives, you know, gas stoves and dishwashers and, you know, using EVs. Well, you know, enough's enough. Mm -hmm. And so as a citizen, you can do civil disobedience or get involved in some organization and and take a leading role. And I think more of us need to do that. We're afraid of popping up our head and and getting hit like whack-a-mole. Well, if enough people say enough's enough mm-hmm. and do something about it, whether it's a local Kiwanis club or Optimist club that I'm in in Erie or other organizations, Rotary, there's some great organizations that you can be the the tip of the spear in saying, no, we're not going to do that as an organization. We're going to meet our uh, our goals, our agenda. Mm-hmm. And our agenda is to serve. And how do you serve best? Well, if you serve, you also benefit. Because your community is stronger, the people that you uh, interface with, and your friends and your neighbors. So, I think there's opportunities for everybody to do one thing and quit complaining about things and looking for leaders that aren't going to take you where you need to go.
1: Well, and you use the word leaders, and we talk about language. We we must reclaim our language, and so these people are not elected officials. They are not elected leaders. They are elected representatives, right. and we need to remind them of that every time. And uh, so it's important. But let's let's change gears just a little bit. We've been doing the Bill of the Day through this 120 days of, well, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> but uh, A wreck. <laughs> yeah. But in Liberty Toastmasters, we do a Word of the Day. And and I'm going to say to all of you listeners out there, I would like to have suggestions because all of a sudden to come up with a word of the day, five days a week, I need some creativity on this. But I I decided I somehow this came to me yesterday. I thought this was a great one. Discombobulate. It means to confuse or disconcert, upset or frustrate. And I would say that many of our PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, try to keep the everyday American discompopulated.
3: Well, I think if you look at our session that just ended, Sendai, and uh, the the, uh, Republicans walking out because their voice could not be heard, they're constantly discombobulating our laws, our uh, ability to live free as people. And, you know, there are so many laws that they passed this session, I think over 600. I'm sure all the listeners out there are breaking two or three every day. They have to be, because I can't keep up with it. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing because they're contradictory. You read one set of rules for one group of people, special interests, and another group of laws or edicts from another group, and the bureaucrats keep – they don't uh, look at what each other are doing. They just keep passing these things. And it's amazing to me that we aren't pushing back. How many laws are they repealing every year? How many laws are they saying, look – that doesn't make any sense for the average person. We're supposed to have laws that aren't so vol- uh, voluminous that the average citizen can't understand them. Madison said that. He did. Yeah, and we so we've got to say, hey, you know, representatives, do your job, repeal some of these things. How about instead of uh, implementing three new bills or five new bills every session, repeal five, repeal Absolutely. three. Let's get back to some flat land as opposed to all these hills, we got enough hills here in Colorado, uh, which are beautiful to look at. But we don't need more laws.
1: We we don't. And the other thing, Brad, is that I have realized is first of all, as you mentioned, with this many laws, we're we're all breaking breaking them every day. But what happens then is where where we are right now is then the officials, and I have that in air quotes, your bur- bureaucrats primarily. They can come in then, and they can enforce this unequally. They could come into one little restaurant and say, hey, you don't have this sink here, this separate sink. And the separate sink may cost $10,000, which is out of the pocket of the, the owner. And then they just drive by someplace else that doesn't have that sink. That's a big problem. It's huge. And one
3: of the things that bureaucrats want to do is get everything right. The problem with that is that we have to live our lives and life is messy. Mm -hmm. You know, a friend of ours who passed away, D.K. Williams, used to say uh, uh, freedom is a messy business. Live dangerously, you know, And, and I believe that you have freedom has responsibility. And when you live your life morally and ethically, you don't need all these rules. I think Dennis Prager said uh, one time or many times, you know, if we just followed the Ten Commandments, we wouldn't need everything else. Right. right.
1: And I think I heard Prager say one time that uh, of all the commandments, is there one that is most important? And he was making the case of do not steal. And then I was thinking, oh, my gosh, we've got legalized stealing all the time right now with uh, overreaching taxes. I think we all agree that some taxes – we, we will pay those for you know some basic things, but where we are, we are out of control, and we're going to continue to have this conversation. Uh, Brad, it always goes way too quickly we, when you are in studio. Well, we get discombobulated. Yeah, we do. <laughs> that, that happens. But we get to have these conversations because I just am blessed with amazing sponsors.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs.
8: Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771.
2: You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, let's see. Check out my website. That's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get uh, first look at our upcoming guests, as well as our most recent essays. We'll be rolling Brad's essay out this weekend. Uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. One thing, Brad, we're talking about preparation as we engage in this battle of ideas. Uh, being able to communicate is key. And Liberty Toastmasters is, I really think it is the place to really to really learn. Uh, because not only do you learn to speak, but also this evaluation component uh, is so important. And then the table topics, to be able to speak uh, impromptu is key. And so to be able to do that uh, as a member twice a month, you can actually visit the other club it helps us hone our skills, and we should have hundreds of members with all these people that care about what's happening out there. Well,
3: what's interesting for me, and I've been a long time member of Toastmasters since 2005, and I did it for business purposes to get better, because when I would go out on the road selling, I would feel rusty if I hadn't been out for a while presenting, but more importantly, I learned the, the basic skill of listening. Most people come to Toastmasters to practice public speaking. But they always are better listeners by having been there because most of our time is listening. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned um, the evaluations. Everything we do gets evaluated, whether it's our words, it's our timing. So we're on time all the time. So we have a timekeeper. But we also have evaluations for our speech. And we also have evaluations for our speaking Our ability to get up there and give a prepared speech or an extemporaneous speech. And what's fascinating about that is your challenge to listen first. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough listening. There's no course for listening. And so when you go to college, you're listening when you're sitting there in the audience and taking it all in but there's no critical thinking because if you don't say the right answer, you don't get the right grade Right. and indoctrination in our elementary schools. And so much of the de and I and the critical thinking. And, you know, you just get to the point where it's like, where's the learning happening? Mm-hmm. You're listening, but you're not getting an opposite view. And so you can't make that critical decision unless you have a good household where the mom and dad say, what do you learn in school today? Yeah. And that child is able to articulate that and, You know, humor is a great aspect of public speaking. Yes, it is. And I love uh, satire and I love being able to push back with humor. And we need to be able to to reveal that humor and say, well, what you're really saying is, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they'll have to defend themselves as you're talking to somebody because of the humor. And telling funny stories and telling funny experiences gets people to laugh. And when they laugh, they're more likely to relax and be open to other ideas. Mm-hmm. So Toastmasters, whether it's a Liberty Club, which we theme ours about the ideas of individual rights, the proper role of a uh, uh, limited government, and how to be active and engaged <laughs> citizens, is very different than other clubs who just may talk about the weather or what's going on you know, socially in the world. But we really have a purpose, and that purpose is, to your point earlier, of being able to be informed and to listen and then articulate an idea in a clear and concise manner.
1: And we actually have people across the spectrum. Uh, We don't really have many radical activist socialists that come to Liberty Toastmasters, but we have people that care about America, uh, moderate Democrats, unaffiliateds, Conservatives, Republicans, Libertarians, it's across the spectrum. So we don't always agree on everything.
3: No, we go to lunch usually <laughs> afterwards, our meetings, and that's where we, we beat the heck out of each other as far as the mm-hmm. ideas. But in our meetings, what we're trying to do is help each other be better at giving an argument or an idea or sharing a, 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 a speech, a story mm-hmm. through the lens of a five to seven minute speech. On average, that's usually the the length. But what it's gotten me to do—gotten me—that's terrible English. What it's helped me do is be more clear and concise. And so I like to write everything I do as far as speech out, and then I start editing and editing and editing to where I get it down to a core. Mm-hmm. And David Brooks, who was a former world champion of public speaking down in Texas. He taught me the business card idea, which is basically if your idea for your presentation is more than what you could write on the back of a business card, you remember business cards don 't mm-hmm, you I people do. don't have them anymore but if you can if your idea is more than what you can do in a sentence or a few words, then you've got to go back and refine it and bring it down to its core, its essence and then build it back up from there through stories, mm-hmm. through humor, through expression, through uh, stage presence but more importantly, the idea, to get the hook of the idea so people understand what you're talking about.
1: That is, I, you've said this before, and, and finally just registered with me what that means exactly. And to drill an idea down to the back of a business card, it's a lot of mental work to make that happen. But we are in guerrilla warfare now. And if you can't get to a point, you, me, all of us, where we can articulate our idea then we're dead in the water in this battle of ideas and so that that is so super important and the other thing Brad and we've talked about this is that the table topics component where you have 2 to 3 minutes people are like oh my gosh that's not much time but where we are now going into public if you're going to be engaging at the school board or at the city council or going down to the state house they only give people 2 to 3 minutes to speak anymore and so that is such good practice to be able to do that and even though that, that doesn't seem like a lot of time a lot happens in two to three minutes in a country song and so you can actually make a lot happen in two to three minutes in, in table topics
3: I, you know i've lost my truck my wife my dog you know all in a country song right
1: and got hit by train
3: <laughs> <laughs> what's more importantly though is that you can take the ideas and start it off with your three minutes or two minutes, and then somebody who you're with or know can do the next two minutes and continue the story and come up with a strategy. So a whole uh, idea can be explained, Mm -hmm. but one person at a time. So a school board meeting or a or You're so smart. No, not really. I've learned from the best, and Uh, I always give credit to those folks who've given me these ideas. And David Brooks, again, world champion of public speaking, said repetition plus restatement gets people to remember it, there's the alliteration there mm-hmm. the r's it's something that the ear is attuned mm-hmm. to it's pleasant to listen to and i can remember it if i can remember it pretty much anybody mm-hmm. can it, it can be remembered and so i think people need to understand that it's not about getting this grandiose you know uh gettysburg address out there although i would challenge anybody to do any better 262 words of the Gettysburg Address we remember, and the 50 pages from Edward Everett, who was the keynote speaker that day at the Gettysburg dedication of the battlefield and the dead, who gave the last full measure of their lives. We don't remember Edward Everett. We remember mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln, who was panned, and they said, "Boy, that." I think Lincoln said to his secretary, "That didn't scowl," mm. meaning that it didn't pick up the dirt and get people to listen. And yet we remember it. And mm-hmm. the question is, why? The words were important. Mm-hmm. The idea was important. re America as that shiny city on the hill. And we need to get back to that mm-hmm. and think, okay, it's been done before. We've been against this leviathan so often. Yeah. And we can push back and we can do things that are greater. I mean, the technology and the ingenuity that we have in this country. And we welcome people from all around the world because we need to be challenged But there's a right way to do it, right? legally. There's a right way and a wrong way. And if your first act is coming to this country and breaking the law, what's the rest of your experience going to be? Exactly,
1: exactly. And we'll address some of these um, important – oh, my gosh. I I love – I have the smartest listeners in Colorado and possibly (laughs) in the country. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of other things when preparing. uh, uh, And preparing – for a political career, business career, certainly there's getting your brain around these ideas, but there's also, I highly recommend that people get good photos. Good headshots. And Janssen Photography, new sponsor of the show, is a great place to do that. They have an amazing property out in Lakewood. So all kinds of different choices for backgrounds. And they really specialize in senior portraits, family portraits, portraits of children, which those are priceless because children grow up. You think you'll remember them. And then the next thing you know, they are teenagers. So those are so priceless. But a good business headshot for political career or business career is so important brad and you know that
3: absolutely and i would take advantage of that anytime over something on the internet because the clarity of the picture and the 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 background and the composition that's so important Mm -hmm. and it's image it's all about branding and imaging
1: well i didn't want to get new photos and i know all of you i've mentioned they're coming out We're, we're doing a whole new branding thing here soon and zach my media guy said kim I can't keep using the same five photos. I'm like, well, I like those photos, and I'm older now than I was when those photos. Don't you? Don't you dare say anything, Steve. I don't. (laughs) Don't you? I don't know. Uh, I
2: I like the one you and standing uh, and George Washington standing by his horse.
1: (laughs) Oh, you are so proud of yourself. There's going to be blood in the studio. Yeah, there's. uh, You're proud of that one. But anyway, so I uh, did finally make the appointment. And uh, Glenn and Mary Jansen. Glenn's uh, the photographer, and I I can't tell you how happy I am with those. So I would highly recommend that. That's JansenPhotography.com. JansenPhotography.com. Another great sponsor of the show is Karen Levine.
9: Hey folks, Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com, is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research, and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. Cop.
10: Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lorne Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lorne understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lorne Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881.
11: These uncertain times make it imperative that you can protect yourself, your family, and your property. Franktown Firearms is the family-friendly place to go for firearms training when you are less than sure of what to buy or how to train. You can find a straight range to shoot at anywhere. But maybe you want a more realistic training experience involving walking, ducking, drawing, and shooting in more lifelike scenarios. Franktown Firearms instructors work with you to ensure that you are safe and protected so you'll handle anything that comes your way. Come join Franktown Firearms for tactical fun night where you can shoot, learn, and grow in a fun, safe environment and meet people who you can learn from. Going to the range is great, but coming to Franktown Firearms is the next level in your home defense training. To learn more, visit klzradio.com slash franktown and schedule your family's training today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Check out our website. That's kimmunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can email me at kim at kimmunson.com. And uh, the text line is 720-605-0647. And in studio with me is Brad Beck. And Brad, we have started Open Line Friday, and I will be addressing many of these um, very important text messages that are coming in. Uh, do appreciate that. Uh, drove down to Pueblo yesterday for the uh, unveiling of David Bellavia's Portrait of Valor, and uh, I rode with my good friend Paula Sarles and our other good friend Jody. And Paula Sarles is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation, which is the other uh, nonprofit organization that I just love. And they are doing amazing work. They're uh, raising money for the Marine Memorial remodel out at Six and Colfax. But this Saturday, now I haven't looked at the weather. We have this beautiful rain that's coming in, but it's scheduled the ride to remember the fallen. And it is with uh, the USMC Memorial Foundation, is joining the US Vets Riding Club for a beautiful convoy through the mountains car, truck, motorcycle. You can decorate your transportation, then come back to the memorial. There's going to be food trucks or you can, can grill. But more information at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And um, I, it's always a good day when I get to spend time with Paula Sarles. She is a true patriot, and I love her dearly.
3: That's, you know, what the work they're doing is amazing. And just remembering those that have served our country. And did it out of the the love of country and did it uh, at a time when people were expected to step up,
1: and they did. They did. And you mentioned the, the love of country, and we've talked about language. Patriotism has been a word that's been under attack. Those that want to destroy America say that patriotism, it's this bravado of America coming in. It's not that. Patriotism, and as I've spent time with our veterans America's Veterans Stories interviews down there yesterday with Drew Dix and uh, David Bellavia. It's not a bravado. It's a love of country. And David said this, or I think it was David, he talked about initially there was hatred for the enemy. And he realized that hatred can be effective but it'll I'm paraphrasing but it'll eat you up it'll burn you up and I was thinking about this hatred that is fomented right now with towards Trump even whether or not you like Trump or not hatred of, of someone I, I sat down with a friend of mine this was before COVID when Trump was running, running for re-election she said I hate him this is a well-educated woman I'm thinking I don't like the policies of Obama but I don't hate him
3: Well, with the program that I mentioned earlier, the Exodus program uh, with Jordan Peterson, Dennis Prager talks about during the Passover Seder, which I do every year with my family, uh, one of the things we do is remember all the, the plagues. And we dip our pinky into the wine and put it on our plate to remember all those things that happened to the Egyptians one by one. And we remember those who fought against us, who enslaved us. And we don't do it with malice. We remember them as humans. Now, what they did against the Israelis, the the Hebrews, was unconscionable, putting them in Mm -hmm. slavery and in bondage. But we remember their humanity. And when the Egyptians were smited in the Red Sea and the waves came back and killed the 600 or so charioters, Mm -hmm. and we remember that, and we don't do it. Negatively, We do it as these were people who had families as well, and we don't take it from a standpoint of we hate them. You may have to be in a battle, and you may dislike or not want that enemy to be there, but the only way you're going to stand up is do it out of an ethical and a moral position. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody attacks you and somebody takes over things from you, takes your property, your intellectual and physical property, they're coercing you. And one of the things I think that's important and why America is an exceptional nation, and we've got to get this drilled into our fellow citizens is that we, for the first time as a country in the pantheon of all the different nations of the world, recognize the universal equal natural rights of all men, meaning men, women, children. Mm -hmm. This is universal. This is not just because we are Americans. It was a recognition that we all have this inherent in us as human beings. So whether they were the Egyptians or whatever the enemy that we're facing, they are humans. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, how do you peaceably, without coercion, change hearts and minds? And we're in a situation now in Ukraine, and and, uh, it's amazing to me that we're still doing these stupid things over and over and over. There's your definition of insanity. We keep not learning from the lessons of history. And so one of the things I think that that's important in your show is we talk about ideas. We talk about what we can do. I know we're talking about uh, property taxes earlier and how we're being encumbered. I, I have no problem paying taxes. Why can't I do it? Pick a box. And if they're doing a good job, I want my taxes going to that area. How so free market of you. Yeah, I know. It's amazing, huh. isn't it? Rather than being coerced to put it into programs that I don't believe in, that our listeners don't listen, don't believe in. If you're uh, pro-life and and the government is funding uh, Planned Parenthood, which is an oxymoron in mm-hmm. itself, right? Uh, why are the tax dollars going to that? Mm-hmm. I think national defense and the courts and the police are probably where I want my federal money to go to, and that's it. All the ABC agencies, all the Congress critters we have out there, why are we funding them? So why don't we have a checkup box, a little just like the card they sent us for our property taxes, a little postcard, and it gave you last. Uh, sessions last time's assessment and this year's, which I don't know about you, but mine went up at least 30%. Mm-hmm. 35. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, in, in some places I'm hearing it's going up to 60 to
1: 70%.
3: That's unconscionable. I know. And, of course, our listeners are probably saying, well, you know, I didn't know it was going to happen. Well, you have to understand what you're voting for. And when you pull Gallagher, the Gallagher Amendment, away as one of the guardrails against this type of thing, although I didn't like Gallagher in itself because it offset to businesses, which ultimately business doesn't pay taxes. It sends that money or it takes that money from the consumer and puts it back into uh, uh, the higher prices. Mm -hmm. So we have to be aware of what we're voting for and not just go along with whoever has a listing of all the things you should vote for. I know you have a voter's guide, but then you should look at the opposition as well and say, okay, what makes the best sense? How can we uh, have more freedom, not less freedom? And so one of the things I think people need to do is start talking to their assessor. Go over to wherever you live and say, okay, how come it went up this much? Tell me the reason why. Go talk to Karen Levine, who Mm -hmm. does great uh, analysis on what's going on in the marketplace. Is my home really worth that much? Now, if you're selling, yeah, you want the highest amount. Right. But, you know, really, if you had to replace it, is it that high? Right. Because what's going to happen now? We're in a recession, and it's going to go back down, and people are going to have to live within those means at some point, or at least you would think theoretically. Mm-hmm. But I rest my case, I, <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> uh,
1: good stuff. I, I wanted to finish a thought, and then I realize. Uh, we're not really going to be discussing your essay like we thought we were, but this is good stuff. So this will be the teaser. But I just wanted to mention, David went on to say, and this is a quote that I found now. I can't remember who, but it, it's basically this, is I fight not because I hate those in front of me but because I love those behind me. right? That's why That's why you and I are here. That's why we're doing this. We have a couple of minutes left. Tell us about your essay.
3: Well, I live in the town of Erie, and, and one of the things that's happening, we had a charter commission, which I ran for, and in full disclosure, I lost this, an opportunity to be a commissioner. But they've been working to come up with this new home rule charter in my community. And a lot of our front-range towns are home rule. And I would challenge our listeners to go look at those because there's a lot of stuff in Mm -hmm. home rule charters that would make you say, huh, really, we need the power to more tax, another layer of bureaucracy. We need another um, uh, emergency uh, declaration opportunity or eminent domain. If they start scratching the surface, there's a lot of things that the state is already doing. We don't need a local control. Local control sounds nice but it is that last part control. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a little piece here that takes the declar or, or preamble for our constitution. It was only 52 words, very clear, very concise like a toastmasters mm-hmm. table topics. And then I took the Colorado statute of the preamble. And this sets the groundwork for what comes afterwards and that's only 60 words. And in my little beautiful community of Erie, Colorado, It's uh, 194 words. Now, why do we need more words, the idea of more control with ideas of, and it's in here, diversity, sustainability, items that uh, I have to question whether or not the preservation of natural environment is really their goal or is it more control so Mm -hmm. property owners can't do what they feel is correct in their, on their own property mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't impinge on mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope the listeners will read this and understand what's in their local uh, preamble and in their home rule documents, and more importantly, I'm voting no on this as it comes up because I think there's too much there that takes away my freedom.
1: And when is the election?
3: It's in November. Okay, So, so I'm starting this now to we'll start getting the word about it.
1: It sounds like a good plan. Brad Beck, you're going to stay in studio? Sure. Awesome. That's just great. A quote for the end of the show is from Benjamin Franklin. He said, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Uh, that makes me see. So regarding AM radio, make sure that you are texting. I'll get the number for you here in the next hour to keep AM radio in new cars. My friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well if honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two.
0: It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: With what is happening down at the state house, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucratic The power to make rules about what we inject into our body.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to hour number two of the Kim Munson show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with. That's Producer Steve, Producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday, Producer Steve.
2: And back at you. Happy Thursday.
1: And it is a Brad Beck Thursday. Brad, you are in the the seat again for hour number two. That's just awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm glad to be here, and happy pre-invasion day. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it the first yeah. hour, and boy, I, I fear what's coming across that border, but I we'll see. I
1: know. But what, it's what, secure, according to... Uh, Mayorkas, so yeah, right. we're all good. Right. So one of our <laughs> listeners says three words, close the border and do it today. Absolutely. Yep. need to do that. <clears throat> but uh, I'm. I'm not sure that the Biden and the Bidenettes are going to do it.
3: You know what? (laughs) I hadn't thought of them as a singing group. I I know. Do you like that? (laughs) I do. I coined that one. I think that's original.
1: Uh, A couple of things. Well, first of all, I'm just going to very quickly get over to our quote for today, Benjamin Franklin. He said, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. And that's why speech is so important liberty toastmasters is so important you get can get more information by going to just put in toastmasters international put in liberty toastmasters and they can people can find us right absolutely we have a club in denver that meets the first and third saturday of the month at 10 to
3: 12 and then up in longmont we meet the second and fourth saturday of the month and we get to practice oral communication leadership skill development
1: and all the things you need to be an articulate speaker um, and mer- listener and listener as well <laughs> now we we just basically teased your essay that we will be uh, rolling out this weekend in the newsletter. So uh, again, I would highly recommend that people check out the website. That's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our, our weekly email newsletter. That way you'll get first look at our upcoming guests and first look at the essays. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Text line is 720 Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom if something's a good idea you should not have to force people to do it and you've based your your essay and it's it's caveat emptor check the tires before you go right but you've checked and this is within the context of preambles right exactly
3: well when you look at a preamble what is that and rob nadelson from the independence institute wrote a great article back in uh, august of 2021 and I encourage your uh, listeners to go read it because it's a whole series on the Constitution but he talks about understanding the constitution, the force of a preamble and Edward Koch, the 17th century legal scholar whose writings were the core really of the founders and the legal ideas of, of this country, was that he said the preamble is a quote key to the minds of the makers end of quote." That's the key. In other words, you have an understanding of their philosophical underpinning of what it means. And then you go into the ideas of all the, the legal aspect of it. But you need the philosophical underpinning. And when I read the preamble of the home rule for Erie, rule being the one that they're really I'm concentrating mm-hmm. on. I was shocked that so much of what they had to say had nothing to do with how I want to live my life freely. And it's another layer of bureaucracy that they're inputting there. And everybody says, oh, it's nice. You get control of your local area, your local government. Yeah, you have more rules, more laws, more opportunities for bureaucrats and our elected critters to do things that you question, especially coming out of the two years of COVID and all the laws that they implemented under emergency Mm -hmm. and That scares the heck out of me because in my home rule document that I read, when I say my, the town that I live in, is things that are more taxes, more eminent domain, which means that they can go in and say to a a local community, hey, we're going to blight this area and we're going to redevelop it. I don't like that. I've seen the history of that. And uh, why give those folks that are local more power? We already Mm -hmm. have the state and we already have the federal more local control is not the rule, not the answer to what we need to do. And I think we need ordinances, fine, in local community, the policing force and so forth. But to give elected people the opportunity to do more, to have more power, uh, especially in the words that they put in here. And words have meaning. And mm-hmm. When they talk about sustainability, to me, that's no growth. That means mm-hmm. it's a steady state and it's more control dealing with property. You should be able to do pretty much what you want on your own property. We have a planning commission in our community. Well, that sounds nice, but they're going to tell you what kind of outside they want and the stucco or the wood or the bricks or Mm -hmm. put the garages on this side as opposed to that side. I've sat in those meetings, Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm amazed. It's none of your business. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody meets all the requirements that you have there, don't nitpick this or that. So the point being that the preamble to any document lays out the groundwork. And the groundwork I see in the preamble of the Erie Home Rule uh, Commission is way out of line. And so I would encourage listeners, especially in Erie, but all over your listening area, to look at their local documents and see what is in there. And then ask yourself, do we need more eminent domain? Do we need more policing powers? Do we need more people telling us what to do and more departments? Because I have to tell you, if they have the power to
1: tax, they have the power to coerce. And they have the power to take. Absolutely. Okay, Brad Beck, this will be an important piece. We'll roll that out this weekend. Uh, We're going to get to Karen Levine here in just a moment, but in the spirit of Liberty Toastmasters, our word of the day is discombobulate. That means to confuse or disconcert, upset or frustrate. So use that in a sentence today.
3: Well, our new home rule proposed uh, charter discombobulates the idea of individual rights and the freedoms that we all enjoy or did at one point well done
1: very well done
2: <laughs> i could do it too but it would be a statement about the president
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got it so we'll just let that percolate out there let it lay i wonder what karen levine thinks about all this you know her she is an award-winning realtor with remax alliance and she has been on this this understanding It's been a quest of her, and, in a way, her and I together. We've been friends for a long time. Inherently, I think we both understood, understand property rights, but it's been a journey to get to a point to really articulate that. And she's a pretty amazing woman because she stands for property rights at the local and the, the county, the state, and the national level. And I know she thinks I'm talking about her, but guess what? She's on the line. <laughs> hey, Karen Levine, I'm saying nice things about you.
7: Well... Wow those are very nice things and thank you very much um i'm doing my very best and I'd like to say good morning to mr beck it's good to hear his voice
3: well good to hear yours
7: um you know it's been a it's, it's been a journey kim i and, know um i have never felt fearful living in the state of colorado or living in my community and yet the burdensomeness of what we've seen in our legislature this past session, um, the choices that uh, citizens are making, um, not good ones, in harming others. Um, I think they want us to be and fear fearful and we shouldn't because we have the right to own property. We have the right to be homeowners and to build an American dream of being a homeowner. And heard a great story yesterday. A friend of mine, her son, can't afford a lot but wanted home ownership, and his price range, very competitive, low-end price range, not a lot of cash available. And um, as she said, God reserved a house for him, and they're under contract. So we can still achieve the American dream. There is still opportunity out there.
1: Well, there is. And, Karen, I, I said to Brad, and I wanted to have this conversation, uh, Mark in Black Forest sent over uh, an email yesterday about property taxes, and, and I'm just going to paraphrase it. But that property taxes, if we have something that can be going up consistently and it's the, it, it will be paid forever, then we don't really have property rights and I mm-hmm. thought that was so interesting. So this is, going, this is going to start a whole property rights and property tax question that I know you and I are going to have here on a regular basis.
7: Yeah, I think that when the process of assessing properties uh, was put into place, and I don't know the history, I just know that I've owned my home 30-plus years and my taxes, in most cases, uh, have gone up, or my assessed value has gone up. There was during the Great Recession, assessed values dropped. But with that said, when you look at that perpetual increase and how it pushes people out of affordability, it, that is something that should have been addressed decades ago when they started yes. to see what was going on. But it wasn't. And then now we're in a state of crisis because the assessed period that was utilized for everybody's new assessed value was two years prior to june 30th of 2022 in the past it's been 18 months i don't know why they chose in jefferson county at least to go back two years but in preparing data for your listeners and data for clientele i'm going back 18 months but the big question is What's the appreciation rate that the tax assessors in each county chose to use? And it feels to me that it was excessive, and that is why these assessments came in so high.
1: So, Karen, I see, I'm seeing this as an opportunity, and I'm realizing that you do the work and it builds on it. And so, as you know, in, I think it's 2015, I started to do these voters' guides. Nobody was doing them. It was on an, in initiatives. Now so many different ones are coming out. And there's some good ones. But there are also ones that are, that are being done where there is a clear uh, agenda mm-hmm. uh, on these. And so I will always, on my voters' guide, I will look at these as what is best for the American people, for Coloradans. How does it match up? to this vision of America. And uh, we uh, we came out and recommended a no vote on the Gallagher Amendment. And now I'm gonna go back and take a look at the players and start to connect dots for people. And and so there's that history that I think is really important because Gallagher wasn't perfect, but it had guardrails around it. And, mm-hmm. and we took the guardrails off. They did this yep. under the guise of, well, businesses are having to pay an unfair share of taxes. And that was kind of the, the, the crux that they, they went with on that. But now both businesses and residential are screwed from what I can see, Karen.
7: Kim, I don't think you could have put that more.
1: Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally use that word but on the air. But Karen Levine, we are in, in the buying season. There is opportunity. And you are just such a resource. How can people reach you?
7: They can reach me at 303-877-7516.
1: And we're going to have a more in-depth discussion on this next week. You and Lauren Levy are going to be in studio. And, again, you're a a longtime friend, sponsor both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories. And I should let you know, this week, America's Veteran Stories, World War II, Battle of the Bulge, uh, uh, veteran Lauren Anderson. It is rich. You will not want to miss that, Karen Levine.
7: That sounds fabulous, Kim, and if anybody has questions regarding property values and or buying or selling during the spring selling season, buying season, I am available uh, to start those conversations.
1: And that's Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. And, Brad Beck, I tell you, and you know what? You had given me some advice a long time ago, and, and I was just th- – and that is, is as employers, you said – Let's see, hire slow, fire fast. Do you remember telling Absolutely. me that? Absolutely. <laughs> and but I, I'm extrapolating that out to working with great people makes your life makes the day go by better. And I work with amazing sponsors. And uh, if you if you align with with where we are and would like to talk to me about being a sponsor. I'd love to, to talk with you about that if you strive for excellence in your business, uh, because that's what all of my sponsors do. And another one of those great sponsors that strives for excellence is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. It's been a gift to get to know him. He's been in business for 47 years. And the excellence with which he runs his business, his team runs his business, is absolutely amazing. And you can reach him at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. 8855, like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan State Farm, State Farm Insurance Team is there.
4: So I switched my insurance to the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. Get this, I actually talked to Roger Mangan, who has been helping people with their insurance coverage in our community for 47 years. He helped me create a State Farm personalized price insurance plan for my home and auto and explained affordable options. For personalized service and peace of mind that you are working with a team that cares about you and your family, call Roger Mangin now at 303-795-8855. Kim highly recommends the Roger Mangin State Farm Insurance Team. Again, that number is 303-795-8855.
6: Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your private property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the complicated metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Kim Munson highly recommends Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in
2: touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M O N S O (laughs) N.com.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, thrilled to have Brad Beck in studio with me. He stayed over from our number one because Scott Powell is our... Our featured guest, and Scott Powell, he has been writing such important pieces. Uh, He is uh, the author of Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. He's a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute and one of my most favorite people. Scott Powell, welcome to the show.
12: Oh, Kim, you're so kind. You're so gracious. (laughs) I appreciate it.
1: My gosh, your pin, your your computer must be on fire because uh, you've got me on your your list. And, and I guess that's the first question: How could people get on the list so that they're sure that you're getting these important essays that are coming out? Because they're they're coming out in different places, Newsmax, and just a whole whole bunch of different places. How can people get on your list?
12: Well, the, the easiest way uh, is is to is to get the link. To my uh, site at Discovery Institute, but short of that, you you can get the link by a couple of steps. You just go on the Discovery Institute uh, website, and that's discoveryinstitute.org um, or or it's discovery.org. Discovery.org will take you right to the Discovery Institute. At the top, you'll see um, you'll, you'll see a bunch of tabs. What we do, I think, is one of them and you just click there you look for fellows you click fellows you scroll down to find Scott Powell click on click on that link it'll take you to my bio into all the articles I've published you can see them all in one place so a couple of steps but once you have it you know save that link and then you can just go right in and and get them as they come out. I mean there's usually a day delay between publication and getting posted sometimes a little bit more
1: Well, you are on the cutting edge of these important issues, and uh, I really would recommend that people uh, go in and and do this. and I just went through and went through these steps, and uh, it's pretty easy to do. Yes. But when you and I were were preparing, we had decided that we would talk about Tucker Carlson. And freedom of thought, as well as competition of ideas. So let's talk about Tucker Carlson first. Sure,
12: Uh, you know he what a what a blessing that man is. Really, it's you know it's just amazing how God raises up people uh, for 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 times that we need. You know, times such as this, we need people like Tucker Carlson. Now he's temporarily been deplatformed, but. He's going to come back bigger than and better than ever. And it's a shame that he, you know, I'm sure he's kicking himself if he signs some kind of non-compete where he, you know, where his tongue is tied until that contractual period is up. That That's a violent, to me, I would never sign such a thing.
1: Well, and I also feel that there's a bit of a smear campaign. I was talking to yes, there is. a friend of mine who is more apolitical. And he just mentioned. He said, "Well, guys, uh, no wonder that Tucker Carlson got got fired because he was uh, talking smack about uh, his bosses." And I thought, "Hmm, that's interesting that that narrative is out there." Scott.
12: Well, you know, I can't verify. You know, these things—it's it's he said, she said—and I think it's a, a reminder to all of us that um, even though you may have ill will towards someone, it's generally a good idea. To refrain from from gossiping and talking to other people about it because you never know how it'll come back. Um, you know, you, 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 you know. I think if we live our if we if we if we live our, our lives beyond reproach, you know, God's going to protect us. But when we, you know, when we don't, we, we become vulnerable. So I don't know what happened, but I think by and large Tucker is a very honorable man, uh, and uh, you know he. He's not going to, I, I don't think, and unless they declare war on him, he has the right to defend himself. But I don't think he's going to initiate, he, even though he, he may feel justified, he may feel that what happened to him was unjust and wrong, I think uh, he, he's not going to launch a vitriolic campaign against his former employer. That that just seems to be inconsistent with his character.
1: Scott, I think you make a really important point here because I think from a human nature standpoint, when we are attacked, one of the first things to do is to protect and to then fight back. And many times when that happens, we don't get our brain around the issues, and and we need to respond to the issues, to the principles. Uh, but when you add in emotion and passion. That becomes more difficult. So when I think when we're attacked, many times instead of being reasonable and rational, we become emotional and passionate. And now my friend uh, Brad Beck is in studio with me. He's one of the co-founders of Liberty Toastmasters. Looks like he might want to jump in and make a comment.
3: Well, what you said, and Scott, what you said, and I appreciate all your, your writings. One of the things I try to do is when I am attacked for something I say or something I write, I like to step back. And let somebody who I'm talking with or discussing or debating fill the void for a while and say, well, tell me more. Or why do you think that? Or where did you get that idea of what I said or what I wrote? And let them explain, because once you have that, you're not pushing back like two hands pushing against each other and nobody's winning. But if somebody steps back for a moment and asks that second question or third question, oftentimes you get to the root of the cause. Would you agree or yes, disagree?
12: I, I agree with that, And I think it's also important to depersonalize these discussions. We are in a battle of ideas. You know we're in a spiritual battle. So we want to put the ideas in context out on the table, uh, and we talk about those, but we don't we don't argue with the person. We don't allow the discussion to get personalized. That's when we get into trouble. We talk about the ideas and make sure we keep the focus on the ideas and when we do that we win because the truth is on our side the truth is not on the other side so we should win all the battles if we if we think you know tactically how to how to execute that
1: but Scott one of the first things that we have to do is we have to really understand these principles and that takes time it takes work that's why the essays that you you write, this book that you have have written regarding um, rediscovering America, what are uh, I have it memorized almost. What are amazing holidays or what our national holidays tell about our um, Let me get it here. I, I have it. Rediscovering America: How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. This right. is such an important book.
12: Well, I, I, you know, thank you for for saying that, and it's a timeless book. In other words, it's a it's a great investment for, for anybody, because it's a book that can stay on your shelf, and you can read it again and again, much like the Bible, and every time you read it, you get something more out of it, but I don't want to equate that it. it's like the Bible, it's not. But as far as the holidays go, and as far as American history go, it is, because, you know, we all know we read things, and we only retain so much, and then we've forgotten, but... With the, this book, it's a wonderful resource for parents and grandparents to, you know, to, to read a particular chapter before a holiday's coming up. Most people don't understand the meaning of our holidays, but they, they have very deep meaning. And it's really important that we get connected to our heritage uh, and the greatness of our, our past because it, it it can enable us to keep our perspective when we 're under fire, as we are, our country's under fire i mean they're trying to take us apart they've torn you know how many statues have been torn down in I know. america i know it's, it's extraordinary, and there's no stopping i mean they are politicizing the house museums of you know of 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 thomas jefferson monticello and 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 uh, Montpiet, which is uh you know which was uh you know, James Madison's property. And next they'll go after uh, Washington. And and they're trashing these presidents right right in their house museums in Virginia. I wrote an article about this some time ago about how they're focusing on taking down the history of Virginia because that's where it all started. If they can take down Virginia, they can take down America. Think about it. The first four presidents of the United States were Virginians. They all came from Virginia. <laughs> Uh, That's- the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. You know, uh, George Washington was the presided over the Constitutional Convention, and the Constitutional Convention was really called by James Madison. Madison was really the genius behind the Constitution, albeit he had a lot of con- you know contributing uh, co- contributors, and people who would argue that Ben Franklin was a deist. Do you know that Ben Franklin saved the the Constitutional Convention? He saw that it was going to break down because it was it was breaking down over the big states versus the small states. The big states said, "Hey, we have more people; we should have more power in the government." And the small states said, "Geez, if you if you have too much power, we we won't exist; we'll be marginalized." So, George, you know, so it was Ben Franklin that called the convention to prayer over this. They, They 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 reconvene. And there was a new spirit over the convention, and 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 the great compromise was established by Roger Sherman out of Connecticut, a small state, and basically he was the one who proposed that we should have representable, uh, uh, you know, proportional representation in the House of Representatives, so big states have more representatives, but every state can be equally represented by having two senators who, who are the se- the senior, you know, the, of of the two houses, the, the Senate is, has priority. It's a more important body. So this compromise, we take it for granted today, but, you know, it, it had to be worked out, and it worked out with God's help, because Ben Franklin, the so-called deist, a deist doesn't believe in prayer, because a deist says that God created things and then just lets it run. There's no relationship to God. God right. Is abstract. Franklin called the convention to prayer, how can he be a heist? He wasn't.
1: <laughs> you know, that is that is such an interesting point. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. We're talking with Scott Powell. He is a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute. Brad Beck, friend, co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters, entrepreneur, is in studio with me. Uh, Boy, I have so many different things that I want to comment on right now, but the show comes to you because I have amazing people that I work with. And a new sponsor is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. And they were out the other day to do the check on my air conditioning unit, and just really impressed with them. And actually, for all my listeners, they've got this really cool gift bag for the first time uh, you make your first time appointment. So you can find them at my website, but that's Johnny Stubbs Services, again, for all your heating and cooling needs. And it's just great to have them as new sponsors.
5: It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubb Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubb Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubb Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com.
8: Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303 691 1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303 691 1771.
6: We know you are tired of spending hundreds of dollars on skincare products with empty promises. Myra Mesco is the founder of Botanical Rush, a Colorado skincare company committed to providing clean, powerful, Bioactive ingredients to restore and rejuvenate your skin to a radiant, healthy glow again. Guaranteed. Myra has 20 plus years' experience as a consumer advocate. Her products offer powerful formulas infused with clinically established ingredients that will produce results for you just as they have for Myra and thousands of her customers. Botanical Rush formulas are pure and potent and affordable. With regular use, these natural and chemical-free botanical formulas support collagen production, protect the skin's precious moisture barrier, and they will transform your skin from dull and lifeless to radiant and healthy. Call today and also save 25% with the Kim Munson discount code KIM25 at checkout on first-time orders. That's BotanicalRush.com, code KIM25.
1: And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter and email me at Kim at com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You should not have to force people to do it. Uh, text line, the new text line, and I will address a number of these tomorrow in the uh, Friday, open line Friday, because I'm not going to get to all of them, but keep the those cards and letters coming. Text line is 720-605-0647. And we will have call-ins in the last segment. Brad Beck is in studio. He is a fellow Liberty Toastmasters and a co-founder of the Liberty Toastmasters Club. Scott Powell is on line. Hey, Scott Powell. He is a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute and has written a very important book, and that book is uh, Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. Scott Powell, I got to do something really amazing last night. I emceed a very special event down at the Center for American Values, and they are focused on three things, and that is honor, integrity, and patriotism. But they have a wall of um, portraits of valor where they have portraits of 160 Medal of Honor recipients and quotes from each of them. It is a beautiful place. And yesterday, they unveiled the Portrait of Valor of David uh, Bellavia, who uh, was awarded the Medal of Honor for actions he took in the Iraq War. And it was just a really special event, Scott.
12: Oh, it, it's, so, it's always inspiring to, to learn of these things. I didn't, I didn't even know about that. So uh, I commend you for it.
1: Well, it's really right attention in. To it. It's in yeah. Pueblo, Colorado. We Col-
12: need heroes. We need heroes in America, <laughs>
1: and we have them. And it's everyday people that have stepped up when the when something happened. They've stepped up. They've taken action to protect those that they love, and that is what the Medal of Honor is all about, Scott Powell. So, it, one of these days, when you come out to Colorado and we get to meet face to face, maybe we'll have to meet down in Pueblo because Pueblo. Is the place of heroes because there are four Medal of Honor recipients that came out of Little Pueblo, Colorado, Scott?
12: Well, it turns out that there are probably more, there's more, it's certainly underappreciated. There, there's more underappreciated greatness in the common people in America throughout its history, and today's no exception, than among the elites. The elites, you know, they get the limelight. Everyone looks to them to solve problems, but being you know being an elite being highly educated does not mean that you have good common sense and good discernment and good judgment but that seems to be more common uh, it's found more more among the common people than it is the elites. The elites get us in a lot of trouble. The common man is the one who goes out and fixes everything uh,
1: well, well done, Scott Powell. Uh, Scott, I wanted to throw this over to Brad because something you said in the last segment regarding Ben Franklin, you had some comments and a question for Scott.
3: Well, sure. And, Scott, one of the things I'm looking forward to getting your book and and reading it because I like to celebrate the holidays. And it reminds me of what we do in the the Jewish tradition of having the Passover. And that's the retelling of the story of the Exodus. And really, that's a story about freedom. And when you said uh, f- about Franklin and the prayer with the uh, delegates at the uh, at the convention, one of the things that people probably don't know, and I would love your take on this, is that Franklin, I believe, was the one who originally wanted our national emblem to be Moses leading the people out of out of Egypt, out of bondage, and put that as our national symbol because America was the new new hope, the new land to freedom. Care to comment and that, on
12: that? And it's absolutely true. And do you know? that the two two of the early groups that came to America, the Pilgrims who came to Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1620, and the Puritans who began arriving in 1630 north of Plymouth, up in b- the Boston and the North Shore of Massachusetts, they were the Puritans. And these were two separate—they were different groups. The the, the the Pilgrims were largely separatists. They had broken away from the Church of England. They felt that the Church of England was—they couldn't reform it. And they were just called to live biblically, according to the Bible, and, and they came to the New World to do just that. Um, but William Bradford, who was the, one of the leaders, the, the, really the, one of the senior leaders of the Pilgrims, he's the one who kept the diary, um, you know, of, of Pilgrim's Progress, in which he, he chronicled everything. And he wrote the first 20 pages of this chronicle in Hebrew. And he referred to coming to the New World in the exact terms that you've just described, that he he viewed coming to the New World, he likened it to the Israelites leaving the bondage of slavery in Egypt and going to the Promised Land. They viewed coming to America, this new land, as the Promised Land. And it was the same with John Winthrop, who led the, the Puritans, uh, you know, before they boarded the ship Arabella, he made the same, the same kind of speech, that they were going to the New World, much like, uh, you know, the Israelites had left bondage and slavery in Egypt. They went to the Promised Land. We're going to the Promised Land. Both of them uh, spoke in those terms. It's remarkable. And the guy that saved America, that financed the revolution, was a gentleman named Chaim Solomon, who was a Jewish immigrant who arrived in New York in 1775. He fell in love with the Patriot cause, and he was a a genius financier, and he raised the money uh, throughout those uh, six years uh, of the Revolutionary War, or at least the the latter five years. He was the chief fundraiser, and he was so trusted. He was such a trustworthy individual that both the Dutch government and the French government trusted... They made him their sole agent to distribute the money to, to, you know, for, for the Patriot cause. But he raised private money. It, he was a remarkable man, a genius. And this doesn't even get into the history books. Chaim Solomon financed the, 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 the birth of the United States. Wow. A Jewish man, a Jewish man made that possible. And the history books don't even <clears throat> cover it.
3: But well, we try, so. That's
12: story is <laughs> yeah. on page 90 of Rediscovering America. Just turn to page 90, and you can start reading uh. that very story of Chaim Solomon. Oh, oh, you know, what, a, what, a, what a, sa- a savior, really, to the Patriot cause.
1: This book, uh, my friend Helen Raleigh, who, well, Braden's a friend as well, who immigrated from China. She also is a, a very good, good author. Uh, she has said that we need to have freedom libraries. We need to have real books. That we that we have in our homes regarding freedom. This book that you have written is so important, Scott. I'm gonna. I've got a question for you. Uh, And well, I always have questions for you, don't I? Uh, But I was talking to a young professor the other day, and he was talking about because you just mentioned education that uh, it was. It's a private Catholic university here in Denver. And at the graduation ceremonies, it started off with, we must first recognize whose land we are standing on. It's the land of the Cheyenne. It's the land of... So it went back, you know, pre-America. And that is the way they started the graduation ceremonies. And I'm like, what? But how do we address this, that we are teaching our children that we were the aggressors and that we have taken land uh, from others? Uh, how do you address that with young people, Scott?
12: Well, we address it. I think the first, the starting point is always historic, is historical. Uh, we, we know that uh, we live in a fallen world. And we know when we study history, we see that nation states were born out of um, Conflict sometimes they were born out of wars they were they, they 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 happened because one group displaced another group and took power and it and it oftentimes you you can 't find much virtue in that you know that action you know an action of force which you're very sensitive to, Kim, because that's what you say in your monologue every time, that if it's a good idea, no one should be forced to do it. Right. So, so if, if America was a good idea, why did we force the, America, the, the Indians to go along? It's very hard to sort out the injustices that were committed, but we have to remember that God has had a hand in human history. And, and God's hand was so much a part of the founding of America, it is unbelievable. And once we discover that... We can put in perspective all these things. Now, in fact, we ultimately did try to make amends for our, uh, you know, our, our repression of of the Indians and our and our pu- pushing the Indians out of their land. We created reservations. We gave them we gave them large tracts of land, and we gave them self government on those tracts. It doesn't fully make up for what may have happened in some cases, no doubt about it, but. And it may have been better, in fact, that we welcomed the Indians into our American culture and, you know, and actually uh, incorporated them. We didn't segregate or or put them on a reservation. And we know what's happened on these reservations. They're very dysfunctional. Alcoholism is probably higher on Indian reservations than any other part of the country, to tell you the truth. And it's very sad what happened to, to the Indians, but they're wonderful people. And had they been incorporated, we would have learned, um, you know, wonderful things from them. They're they're remarkable people. The Indians are remarkable people.
1: So although America is great, it's not perfect.
12: That's but right.
1: to your point, incorporating probably in retrospect doesn't mean that we can't continue to work towards that, because the incorporation would be that all men are created equal because we are all created in the image of God. And there's a great equity in that, if you will, Scott Powell.
12: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We always have to remember that, <laughs> and and even people who don't don't share our our views, our philosophy, our, our Jewish and Christian beliefs. Still, God created them, and they have created by God in them is the ability to discern right from wrong. You know, they have a, you know, they they, they are wired. Uh, hardwired by God to to recognize right from wrong. And that's why our work is so important, because when we speak out about truth, it resonates in a lot of people who are otherwise confused.
1: Brad, you have a thought?
3: Well, you know, one of the things you bring up, Scott, is uh, a lot of people don't realize the history of not only our nation, but the world. And I have challenged people before in discussion about the uh, Crow Creek massacre that happened around 1300 where there was no Anglo folks living here. Maybe the Vikings up in uh, northern, northeastern uh, Canada. But outside of that, it was the native peoples. And there was a massacre of almost 500 Indians, native peoples, by other native peoples. So this is something innate in human nature. And when people start reading about that Crow Creek Massacre, which is just a couple hundred miles up north of where we are, they're shocked. They're like, well, the white man killed... All the native peoples. Well, no, people have been killing each other for possessions, for land, for property, for eons. It's part of human nature, and so I thought maybe you want to comment from the fall
1: of man on.
3: <laughs> Correct,
1: uh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's. Uh, we're going to have call-ins in this next uh, segment three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Keep those cards and letters coming through the uh, text line seven two zero six zero five zero six four seven. We have Scott Powell on the line, and uh, Brad Beck is in studio. We have these discussions because of sponsors like Lauren Levy
10: knowledge is power a reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals sixty-two and older it is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered with nearly twenty years in the mortgage industry lauren levy with polygon financial group has the experience to answer your questions lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal if you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage remodel your home buy a rental property or move. Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881.
9: Hey folks, Matthew Dark here with exciting news about COVID justice and how you can be involved in this critical moment in history. Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom in conjunction with COVIDPenalty.com is leading the way in protecting everyone's legal right to refuse an investigational new drug. There is no law that can force you to participate in medical research and we need your help in bringing these lawsuits to fruition. To donate and view impending lawsuits, visit ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com. That's ColoradoMedicalFreedom.com cop You want
11: to be proactive about protecting your home and family in light of high crime and uncertain times. You need to go to Franktown Firearms. As a family-owned and family-friendly gun store and range, Franktown Firearms invites you to train and learn together. They want you and your family to be safe and confident in using the firearms you purchase. And while most ranges will teach you to shoot down a straight line, Franktown offers a more tactical approach where you're walking, ducking, drawing. In more realistic scenarios, and always with safety as a top priority. Training your family to defend themselves is an important process. You need a patient and experienced trainer to work with. Franktown Firearms offers group classes, one-on-one training, and special shooting events like Tactical Fun Night to improve your skill and have fun while you're at it. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown and schedule your family's training today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made.
1: And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. 720-605-0647. Uh, On the line with me is Scott Powell. He is a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute. Excuse me. He's also the author of Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. Also in studio with me is Brad Beck, my friend. He is a co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters. He's an entrepreneur. And uh, Brad, you brought up this point about uh, the Crow Creek Massacre back in the early what? Thirteen hundreds. Thirteen hundreds. And your point... Is I think it's the human nature component is, is that humans do do bad things to each other, whereas what we see with the narrative in education right now is pitting groups against groups. Yes?
3: Well, when your, your friends had the uh, starting off with, you know, talking about the native peoples who land we're occupying mm-hmm. uh, there, I remember going up in Southern California, the whole La Raza thing that we were on occupied land, and I heard that over and over, and I was like, you know, the history of the world is about the the, the winners, not the losers. And although we, we celebrate people's cultures and we, we honor those people, one of the things that people forget is that oftentimes we've been fighting since the beginning of time, as Scott said, and it's something part of our nature. And so it's not just white people taking land from other people. It's all cultures. If you go back to Africa... You know, tribes fighting tribes going yeah. to China, tribes fighting tribes and clans. Yeah.
1: So hold that thought. Scott Powell, hold that thought. We have Bill and North Glenn on the line, and uh, he is a testament that I have uh, the, the most intelligent listeners in Colorado and America. Bill and North Glenn, welcome to the show.
12: Thank you. I have to commend your uh, guests there for that uh, story about Ben Franklin there, where they sat down to pray. Uh, setting up the uh, Constitution, I think the big thing that we can realize today is that there's a big push to get rid of God. There is no God. There's evolution. Do whatever you want, and therefore the government becomes the God. We'll control climate change. We'll control abortion. But God is sovereign over his creation, and that is the key thing. But you'll see a big push more and more. You don't believe that stuff. That's fairy tales. That's fairy tales. And this is what their their ultimate goal is is to go to a, an atheistic society, just like the Soviet Union did.
1: Bill, you bring up such an interesting point. and scott, i want i I want to throw this over to you in the um, I should have my constitution right here, but where it basically says Congress shall make no law establishing a religion. I think I, I'm close on that, Scott. And people have t- taken that to to mean Christian, judeo-Christian, whatever. But what I've realized is environmentalism; uh, these different agendas have become a religion, and they are using Congress to make laws regarding that religion. What do you think about that, Scott Powell?
12: Oh, I, I think that's absolutely true, Kim. <clears throat> I think from the fundamental perspective, this battle uh, between uh, you know God and Satan, uh, believers and non-believers, uh, this struggle has been going on for a long time. The the, I think the fullest manifestation of evil <clears throat> uh, has come through uh, Hitler and fascism and the communist system, the, the, mm-hmm. the Marxist communist systems. And they have a playbook, and every American should understand what that playbook is. The communists want uh, attack us first by demoralizing us. It's a campaign of demoralization, attacking our values. Uh, and you can see it... Uh, right in front of our eyes how we're being demoralized and discouraged and confused and that can go on for some generations once that's completed the next uh, pl- the next chapter of the playbook is now we we destabilize uh, the, the 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 target society the target country uh, you and that can be um, so see, demoralization involves division it involves uh, you know uh, people losing their Losing trust and faith uh, in anything, in everything, confusion, demoralization, then destabilization can come where you create an event that destabilizes society, and we're already there. We're, we're we're we were demoralized before the 2020 election, but the 2020 election because of vote fraud destabilized America. So we have an illegitimate government, and 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 what's going on right now reflects that. And then the last stage will be the crisis stage. And so we're on the cusp of this crisis stage right now as Americans. And that's why we all need to pick up the spiritual arms that we have. Not, not, the, not the, the weapons that shoot bullets yet. Not yet. Uh, but we pick up the spirit. We, we, we get empowered spiritually to push back against evil and to call it out, to take back our government on every level, and we can win this war.
1: Well, Scott, Scott, that's what I, I basically just said earlier today, is that we are in guerrilla warfare in this battle of ideas. And that means each and every one of us need to be engaged in this battle of ideas with our friends and our family and our colleagues. That's why what you do, your book, is so important. What Liberty Toastmasters does is so important, is that we need to equip ourselves to engage in this battle of ideas and we it's guerrilla warfare one by one. We need to engage in that. Scott Powell, I know we're going to have you on here again in a couple of weeks. Uh, Brad Beck's looking at me going, wow, uh, great stuff. Scott Powell, thank you so much.
12: Oh, thank you. It's, a, it's wonderful to be with your audience. So keep up the good work, Kim.
1: Right back at you. And Brad Beck. Boy, two hours goes by quickly, doesn't it? It does. I have so many things I have to look into and read and buy some more books. I I know. You and I both, (laughs) we we don't have a book problem. We Mm, have a shelf shelf problem. problem. Yes. Uh, For sure. Our quote for the end of the show, Benjamin Franklin. Is that not divine providence that I would choose him and then we're talking about him? It's amazing. Anyway, he said this. Without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom. Oh, no. Hold on. That's not the one. I want the other one at the end of the show here. Sorry about that. Hang with me. It's coming, coming, coming. There we go. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.